Hey, we're rolling. You know what that means? It's announcement time. Coming your way with some announcements here at Keys Vineyard. Uh, this upcoming Wednesday, March 2nd, One More Youth. That's our meeting for middle schoolers and high schoolers. That's uh, 6th grade through 12th grade. We'll be playing Human Foosball. That was a great hit at the Family Fun Night. We're bringing that for the youth this Wednesday, March 2nd, 6.30 p.m. We'll have prayer, worship, message, human foosball, pizza. It's going to be a great time. Uh, bring your teenagers. If you are a teenager, bring yourself and some friends. So that's this Wednesday, March 2nd. Also, a couple groups meeting back up. Grief Share uh, will be starting again March 6th here at the church in the Noah's Ark room at 6 p.m. If you're going through a season uh, of loss where you need support, that's a great place to get it. Also, a new group, or I think it's a group that's been going, but they're starting a new study. Uh, women's group starting a new study March 7th. It's a Beth Moore study. I forget the title. Nobody sends me the notes. Like, I know everything. But anyway, new group, Beth Moore study, March 7th. Ladies group, March 7th, Monday, 6.30 p.m. Jonah's Ark room. I do lots of hand motions. What kind of hand motions do you do? Can we get a wave going? I'll start it. Front to the back. Back to the front. Very good. Let's get ready for church. Woo! <laughs> Welcome. Those of you joining us online, glad you're here. We're getting ready to go. Worship was great earlier. Now that you're here, it'll be even better. We'll be in Hebrews 10.24 today. Looking forward to that. So grab your Bibles, get a coffee, get ready. Here we go. Woo! Good morning, everybody. I don't know. Like last now, night, do you have to do the sound effect with the wave? Well, the woo. Okay. Yeah. Why well, is it? You know, it's hard to do with I a was violin just going for and a, a bow. Wave. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, last night, I wasn't sure about it. This, this, this spice, this flavor seems to enjoy it. The wave the 930, flavor. Yeah. yeah, they seem to like the. Yeah. See, somebody got a slow yeah. clap started, and it wasn't me. Very good. Progressively. Gets okay, faster. so now the wave and the woo have to go together. Don't forget next week. Okay. I don't, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I don't want to do that every week. Hey, everybody. Hi. It's great to see all your faces. It was such, like, we had a great week, and there a lot happened this week. As you all know, much, much, muchness happened. But I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen all your faces. So I'm really happy to see you all. I'm really excited to spend time with you and worship in the word. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do. In case you didn't know, we're going to start things off with communion. Chaplain Doug is home from his world traveling, and he'll be leading us through communion in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. We've been having a really wonderful worship spirit this weekend. So we're looking forward to doing that with you. After that, Pastor Georgina will come up, lead the kids through a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them to their Sunday school classes, and we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. We are in Encourager Part 9 today. Before we get into any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? We love your presence, Papa. And we're just in awe that it's your desire to dwell with us. Papa, thank you for all that you're already doing in our hearts and our minds. 
as we're gathered this morning, soften our hearts and ready our ears to hear so that we can learn to love you more, so that we can be your people of the overlap, and we can show your love and kindness to each person that we touch, that we meet. Help us to draw closer to you, God. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Lord God, you have taught us that whatever we do without love is worth nothing. Send your Holy Spirit and pour into our hearts the most excellent gift of love, the true bond of peace and of all virtues. For without such love, whoever lives is reckoned as dead before you. Grant this for the sake of your only son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Chaplain Duck. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup. It was the last night of the Passover celebration. The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup. It's a cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion, or the Lord's table, or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gather here today, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the spirit, please come partake, remember and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We're going to enter into our time of worship now together. And I'd encourage us all to sing out and to lift our voices and to participate as we elevate Jesus here in our midst. We'll see the words pop up on the screens. You guys are welcome to sit, but stand if you're able. We praise you, Lord.
is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you, we praise you. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you, we praise you. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you, we praise you. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise, we praise. We'll see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. For few cannot survive.
time of worship in your presence. God, you are so good. You are so faithful, Lord. And Lord, as we're here in your presence, I would ask that you be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord God, would you anoint the words that are spoken to us, that are taught to us. Use those words, God, to stir up our hearts towards you. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those working with our children. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You are so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Good morning, everyone. Hi, Cole. Well, guys, today we are going to be learning more about what it means that God is holy. As you know, our big picture question has been, what is God like? And we have been telling you that God is holy, that God is good, and that God is loving, right? So we are going to the New Testament to learn more about what that means. We're going to a book called First Peter. Who can guess who wrote first Peter? <gasps> Good job, Peter. Yes. Good job. <laughs> it's just, it's Peter. And Peter wrote, right? Peter, first of all, was a follower of Jesus, right? He was a friend of Jesus, but Jesus was with us here. And he was a leader of the church. So he wrote to Christians, reminding them about everything that God had done for them. That's nice. Yeah. And he told them, right, listen, since you follow Jesus, you need to live like him. You need to live differently. He told them, before you trusted Jesus, right, you did all kinds of evil things. But now, because Jesus gave his life for you, right? It's okay. No problem. That changes everything, right? So he told them. Obey the Lord because God has a good life for you, right? And then he told them our Bible verse. He said, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So the question comes with what is holy, right? Guess what? Holy is to be separate, to be different. Uh, as God, our creator, he is different than everything he created, right? And he wants us to be different. And one of the ways that we can be different is different very good, but loving God and loving others. It's the way that we love others. It's okay. There we go. And that's very important. So you guys ready to say the Bible verse with me? All right, so now repeat after me, okay? First Peter 1. First Peter 1. Excellent. Good job. Verses 15 and 16. Verses 15 and 16. You guys are amazing. But just as he who called you is holy... Be holy in all you do. Very good. For it is written. Be holy. Because I am holy. 
Oh my goodness, that was amazing. Good job. The children are getting stickers because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And while that's happening, you guys think you can do me a favor? Can you help me sing happy birthday? It's Crystal's birthday and she's right there. So she's right near you. So we're going to sing her happy birthday. You ready? Here we go. Happy birthday. Birthday yet, sticker. Don't go yet. We're going to pray, okay? All right, sit still. Pastor Georgina is going to pray okay. for you before we dismiss you. You guys ready? We're going to pray, okay? Ready? One. Thank you, sir. Two, three. Father in heaven, we are so grateful to you, Lord God, for all the blessings that you just shower upon us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that you have given us an example in Jesus and what it looks like to be holy, Lord. And I pray that everyone will understand that even deeper today, Lord, help us to be more like Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Good job. Amen. Have fun. Welcome to the vineyard. Thanks for coming out on a rainy day. We're glad to have you with us. Welcome to those of you joining us online. And uh, glad you didn't have to go out in the rain to join us. But uh, we're happy to have this time together. If you're a first-time guest, that code that just popped up on the screen is for you. If you pointed your smart device at that, our digital connect link will pop up on your screen. And um, if you fill that out, with your name and your phone number and your email address, we will be sending you texts, welcoming texts and emails over the next five or six weeks. So uh, that would be great. We also have a gift for you back at guest services. If you're a first-time guest, if you didn't get one on the way in, please get one on your way out. We are praying for our neighbors. This is something I'm asking you to do by yourselves throughout the week, when you're walking around, when just when you're at home or whatever, think about your neighbors and pray for them. And then corporately we do it when we gather. So get your neighbors in your mind, if you would, for a moment, and let's go to the Lord. Papa, we pray for our neighbors. We ask God that you would move in their lives in mighty, mighty ways. We ask God that you would draw those who don't know you into relationship with you. Help us to be good neighbors, God to love our neighbors well and bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and their Savior. And Papa, we also pray for all the people in Ukraine right now. Ask God that you would meet them there, be with them, encourage them, comfort them, strengthen them, and let them know that you're with them. Move in their lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We are, no, I'm not ready to do that yet. You know what else I need to do? Two things. Uh, one more offering, something we do once a year. 
just, and what we do is we ask you to pray about things that we want to do over the rest of this year, little projects that we have. I ask you to do th- two things about that. Please go watch that video. It's four and a half minutes long. You get to it on the app or the website. I, I'm asking you, please, go watch a video. And then pray. Uh, if we have you praying about those things, I call that a win. If you feel led to partner with us financially in any way, we talk about that on the video. So please be doing that. And I want to thank you, because um, I don't always get a chance to do this, just for being such a generous church. So about a week ago, uh, we were in contact with one of the local schools, and they had 15 children, 15 kids who weren't able to have uh, school uniforms or the right school supplies. There was a definite need. And we were just able to jump in and meet that need for all 15 kids, because you guys are a generous church. Absolutely. And then with things happening in Ukraine, we do have five vineyard churches in Ukraine. We're, we're reaching out to them and, and ministering to them. And we'll be praying with and for them over the next 21 days. You'll see that pop up on our Facebook page. So if you can get connected, do that. But we also partner with Convoy of Hope, uh, which is a great organization we've talked about. that they help, We do a lot of feeding in other countries with them. But when something like this happens, we are there. And I was on the phone um, with them on Friday, and they are on the ground in the Ukraine. They're helping people that are uh, sort of hunkered down in place already, and they're also working with the refugees that are streaming out of there in lots of places. And so we were able to send money to that, knowing that it's already going there and it's happening again because you're a generous church. We see a need like that, we can just jump into it. So thank you for all those things. Really appreciate that. So it's great that we can hop in locally and globally and where the needs are. Thank you. We love partnering with you on this journey. Okay. So now I'm here. We're going to continue on in our series called Encourager. This is about the ministry of encouragement. And uh, it's, it's the role of Holy Spirit. He's, he's the paraclete, which is, really means the encourager, one who comes alongside and comforts. And because it's part of who he is, he dwells in us and it's part of who we are as well. Really important ministry. We have an enemy who does the opposite. He's a discourager. And he's got a lot of people in the world discouraged. And we're called to be encouragers, to put courage into people. Courage to trust God and to follow Him. That's what it's all about. And the enemy's doing the exact opposite. So we are looking at what this means. We're spending a lot of time in uh, Hebrews 10, 19 through 25 together. And we'll continue to do that. We'll be in verse 24 today, and we'll sort of press into that, talking about considering how to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Bad jokes. These are quite bad. Did you know that bees are actually allergic to pollen? They break out in hives. I accidentally rubbed ketchup in my eyes. I now have hindsight. My wife told me I can't do this third one, so. (laughs) Because it's so bad, and it's right before she comes up. So I'm not going to do it, but what it was, was... It seems that frogs make all their group decisions in committee meetings. That's why she wanted it banned. Thank you very much. They sympathize with you, my love. 
You have an empathetic crowd ready to go for you now. That's good. Thank you very much. I told um, the 8 o'clock service, it's a good thing he's a good preacher because the joke was so bad. But Anyway. (laughs) Although some people like the jokes more. (laughs) That might be true. I, however, am not one of them, so it's okay. Some of them are okay, but the committee, oh, man. Painful. All right, let's press into Papa and pray, shall we, before we read the word together? Lord, we are standing on your faithfulness, and your faithfulness is who you are. Father, if we tried to empty your faithfulness, it would be like trying to empty the ocean one cup at a time. You can't do it. And so, Lord, we stand on that, and we thank you for all that you're doing. Be with us more today, Father, as we dive into your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of 1 Peter, chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Blessed be the word of the Lord. You guys can be seated. Wait, let me see if I can back this up because one of those verses needs to be talked about real quick. Yeah, so uh, I didn't want to leave you hanging here when you start with a verse like this. The end, the end of all things is near. So let me just say a couple of things about that before I press on. Um, that was written 2,000 years ago. So give it some context. <laughs> we're closer now than we were 2,000 years ago, but... When you read those things, just know that's that. And also remember this, because we'll, we'll be touching on this next week when we get into verse 25, about the day, when the day approaches. Um, the end of all things is talking about this current mess that we've talked about. You know, we have a, we're new creation people, right? And we actually, our hope is when God comes and sets everything right again and renews the earth and all the cool things that happen. And, and so that is coming. In the meantime, we're to be sober-minded. We're to pray about situations that are happening all over the world. We're to continue to love each other above every, no matter what the circumstance, love each other because that's a big, big deal. And love covers a multitude of sins. We're to be hospitable. That goes along with loving people well. And we're to use every gift, every gift we've received to serve others. This is, um, it's a big trust thing, is that God is a God of blessing. I'm going to touch on this a little more. But he blesses you, and he wants you to share that blessing. And then he blesses more. It's just the way God is. It's the way he works. If you, if you bottle it up, you miss out on all the cool things that God is doing. And so to be faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms is to continue to see how we can bless and encourage people all around us. So the, these passages are all sort of pointing us in the same direction as we go. Now, 
I've asked you to really hang out in Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. Part of that is to model the idea of meditating on the Scripture. That the, the Bible is not a one-and-done book. You don't read it one time and think that you have it. You don't. It's designed. It's divine literature. It's, it's designed on purpose to cause you to spend time with it and that the more time you spend in it, the more is revealed to you by God. It's just the way he is. He wanted you to have this time with him. And so that's why this, this book operates the way it does. And it's, I'm 37 years on this journey and I've read the Bible a lot. As you can imagine, I continue to read and I'm amazed like daily how new things are popping up out of, and I've read it a lot. And it's amazing because it's divine literature. It's designed that way. And the more I press in, the more God reveals. So I, I want you to hang out in these verses. That's what we've been doing. This is nine weeks in, and we're, we're hanging out in these verses, and we still have at least one more week in these verses before we get another chunk that I want to look at. But they're, they're so rich, and the book of Hebrews is so rich because it's hyperlinked into the stories of the Old Testament. And, and we've already looked at a whole bunch of stories in this short time together, just in these first, you know, few verses that we've, we've hung out in. That's the way the, the Bible works. And so we've looked at this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, we tied in a lot of stories to that. By a new and living way, uh, open for us through the curtain that is his body. Lots going on there. And since we have a great priest over the house of God. Remember I said those first three verses, they're really, because of what Jesus has done, these two senses that are in there, it's an invitation for us to worship, to engage in that heaven and earth overlap that we've been talking about. To, to be in the very throne room with God, to the true tabernacle, all those things that we've looked at in these few weeks together. And because of that, there's these five let us statements that we're working through now. And we did this a couple weeks ago. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. So that was the first one. We're responding to the invitation. Then we looked at this. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And we were all about that last week. We'll touch on that again in a moment. Today, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And then verse 25, we'll get to next week, two of the let us statements here. Let us not give up meeting together, some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. That's what I was talking about earlier, that day things are coming. So we are hanging out today in uh, verse 10, 24. But connecting it back to last week, the hope that we talked about last week, that amazing hope that we have and all the promises of God, that should be impacting our lives now. That's the whole idea. That hope, that understanding that you are a working model of new creation, uh, all the promises that we have, all that we've seen him do and we know that he's done for us, this relationship we have, Holy Spirit dwelling in us, all these things should really impact the way that we're living each day. And... We should be thinking about how we're going to live our days differently because of this. It should become something that we actually are engaging with. How, how can I bless someone today? God, will you, do you have a divine appointment for me today? Is there people I can meet to encourage? Can, God, can you help me to be sensitive to things that are going on around me and not just block them out as I move through the day? We're, we're actually be thinking this way. And, 
And maybe that's not something that you've been doing. And I, I get it. Because of the the attack of the enemy, because of the mess that's all around us, it sometimes wants us, uh, we feel like we just want to withdraw and isolate, and we just sort of go through the motions of the day. It's like, I just want to make it through the day. And the problem with that is that you weren't created for that type of life. That that just making it through the day, I would say is, and I've been using this terminology throughout this evening, is it makes you subhuman, which is where the enemy wants you. To be more fully human is to engage the day, is to, is to think about what it's going to look like. It's to let the hope uh, that we have invade our present so that we can look and ask for opportunities to make a difference in, in our world. And if you don't think like that and you don't move like that in your life, unfortunately, what you miss is the amazing grace of God at work and the mercy of God at work and the power of God at work and, and all that he's doing all around us all the time. And so we, we have to really think about, engage with the day. And that's kind of what Hebrews 10.24 is. It's an engagement verse. It should be really uh, one of the major goals of our daily lives. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So... I want to talk about that verse. I want to start at the back part of it, and then we're going to work our way back into the whole verse so we get the whole picture uh, in this one simple verse. And he starts, we're going to start by talking about how he ends, which is about love and good deeds. Love and good deeds, and what that's all about. So uh, there's the verse in case I just said it, but just so you get it. So what are love and good deeds? Well... (sighs) The way I like to think about loving good deeds, I, I like to give it this sort of idea. It's about loving well and living well. Loving well and living well. And we're called to be people that love well. That's how it starts. Uh, and think about how amazing God is in this relationship that he's called us into. And you can go and look at, you know, when Jesus was asked, well, what's the most important thing? What are we supposed to be doing? What's he say? Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said, that's really it. That's kind of what we're shooting at here as far as how we're supposed to be walking this thing out daily. It's about loving well. And this is the heart of God from the very beginning. He, he created us so we could be in relationship with Him and He was going to pour out love and blessing on us. And in response, we would, you know, partner with Him and change the world and do all the things that we're called to do. And the idea of loving well was so important to God that, so after we blow that initial deal at the fall, right? And everything's a mess and, and ultimately we get dragged off into slavery and bondage. And then God steps up and rescues us from that. Uh, are, you know, that's what he does. That's the movement. It's called the Exodus. So he rescues his people, and he, not because of anything they've done, but because he loves them, brings them out through the Red Sea, move them towards a promised land, and we find out very quickly the next thing he does is, and this is what Jesus summarizes in those two things I said, is he's speaking to them. And he speaks ten things to them. In creation, God speaks ten times. Go and look. So that's so that's how he ordered that mess in the beginning. Now there's a big mess, and he's going to speak into it again with these ten words. We have a tendency to call them commandments, but I'm afraid when we do that, it feels like rules to us. And that's not what they are. 
these, these ten words that God speaks, this is what it looks like to be the people of God. See, he was speaking to people who didn't know that any longer. They'd been lost in this mess for 400 years. All they knew was the way subhumans lived. And so God was teaching them how to be more fully human now. This is what it looks like, he says. And he gives them these ten things. And the first three are about loving God. And the last six are about loving others. And the fourth one is about loving ourselves. And I love that. That fourth one, every time I get to it, if you, if the fourth one is about Sabbath. And some people say, well, how's that about loving yourself? Listen, the Sabbath was set apart so that it was a day when you could experience once a week the idea of new creation. That's how it was made. You were going to take a day and you, you weren't going to work and you were going to be provided for and you were going to love God and you were going to love your family and it was just going to be a beautiful, amazing, sweet day once a week at least so you never forgot. And then they messed it all up and put a bunch of rules on it so it wasn't a good thing anymore and people messed it up. But the way it's designed, it's something that you look forward to. It's like, whoo, because then when you experience it once a week, you have that hope to hang on to. This is what we're heading towards. This is what it looks like. It's, it's, it's not this busy, I got to go after it and do this and do that and do these things and stress and all those. It's, I'm going to trust God because he loves me and he's my provider and he, he wants me to be blessed. And so when we love, when we get a hold of that, that's really what loving ourselves looks like. And then we're able to love God and love others. That's all turned together. So we're to be people now because of all that's happened and the hope that we have who love well now. We're also, as part of that then, we're to live well. Uh, I usually reduce that into this saying. Uh, and, and, but there's, you know, there's a lot to this. We spend a lot of time talking to it. Living well is, is to me, it's about living by doing the next right thing. And to me, that means it's not rule following. It's yielding to Holy Spirit. It's asking Him to lead and guide and knowing and trusting that He wants to move us into full and abundant life each and every day. And so we're, we're called to do these things, to love well and to live well. But as you look at that verse and meditate on that verse... That verse isn't just saying that we're to love well and live well. It's part of it. But it actually is saying that we're to spur other folks on to loving well and living well. So the way that we end up loving well and living well should ultimately be motivating and encouraging and helping other people to love well and live well. And that changes the idea of that verse because you go, well, it's all about me loving well and living well. Well, it's just not all about you loving well and living well. It's some about you loving well and living well, but ultimately the goal in this is to help other people love well and live well. That's why it's so important to be encouragers. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. What does this look like in our lives? And so, listen, this is like the goal. It's, it's, it's on us to... Help other people engage with God in a way that makes a difference for them. So it's not just about us moving in that direction. And it's so important that we're actually to consider. That's how the verse starts. Let us consider. Consider what? Let us think about, meditate on, pray about how we can impact other people. How we can care for other people. How we can encourage other people, how we can support other people, how we can bless other people. And, and as we consider these things, what we're to consider then is to help us to spur others on 
in this whole journey. And so a big part of this whole understanding is making sure that we understand that it's not all about us. It is some about us. I always want to toss that in there, but it's just not all about us. And yet our enemy wants us to make it all about us all the time. It's one of his goals because there's no life there. When, when you get stuck in that spot, you can't experience life. And yet it's a constant sort of thing. It's a pressure to do that. Why? Well, because this is his story, right? We say that all the time. Jesus is the noun of the story. We're invited into the story. So we matter in the story, but we're adjectives. We, we come in and, and, and that role, and that's where we find life. That's how we're created. That's what it looks like to be fully human, is we engage with him in his story, and we realize it's not all about us, some about us, but that God has this heart for people, and he wants to love you know folks, and he wants us to be a part of that, to be willing to share what we have, and to move in those directions, to allow the blessing to flow through us. And the problem is, we get ourselves in the story and we mess all that up. We get ourselves in the center and we mess that up. Um, because to live the way we're called to, a big piece of this is that we have to trust God. And so we have to sort of get a handle on who God is and we have to know that God is good. And that God loves us, which is how we started this. And that He's a God of blessing. God blesses. And you can go back to the beginning of the story. You can read Genesis 1 and you just see God at work and how he's blessing people. He creates us and then he blesses us in the beginning. So everything is there for his people. He's provided everything. There's not the, like, they don't have to work for food. Food is just there wherever you look. There's food because it's provided by God. He's, he just wants to bless them. And, and they have to be willing to trust that he will continue to do that, that he's got it. And he makes everything, this amazing whole deal in Eden is just perfect. And he said, we're going to go make the rest of the planet like this. Just trust me. He says, oh, look, there's one tree over there. It looks good, but it's not. God says, trust me in that. That's, that's the issue. But what is it? Well, see, they see this one tree that looks good. It looks like the other ones. It looks like it's a blessing. What's the difference? God said it's not. And that we're to trust him. What do they do? Well, they don't trust him. And what happens? Chaos happens. Because they don't trust God. And, and that's the, look, listen, that pattern repeats itself over and over and over again. And look in the scripture. Look, that people are there, and if they'll trust God, he's got all this blessing for them. But if they don't trust God, what they'll do is they'll go and take it for themselves. And in the process, they don't care what happens to other people. They don't care what it looks like. They don't care what, if it's right or wrong or indifferent. It looks good. I want it. I'll take it. That's how it goes. And that's unfortunately the history of the world is this huge mess. And we have to be careful we don't become like that. We have to trust and, and know that God loves us and God blesses us. And as he blesses us, we share it with others and he's got more blessing. And any time that we stop and try and take it, that's a mess. See, isn't that, that's, you get, that's the heart of what sin is, right? Sin is I want what I want and I want it right now. I'm not going to wait for God to provide it for me in the way he wants. I'll just take it. So those, are, those cause issues. But when we realize that faithfulness of God, and he's done everything we need to do, we, we start looking at things differently. And I just have these few verses to consider, last, last few minutes of this thing. Think about these verses this week, because I think it will help us 
to consider how to spur others on toward love and good deeds. First John 4.11, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Because of who God is, that just should change us. We, we can trust Him. He's, he loves us. He's got us. We don't have to go out and, and get what we want because we think we need it. We can trust God. We can wait on Him. We can live in Him. We can be led by Holy Spirit. And when we do, it helps us to love others the way we're called to. I love this. Make sure nobody pays back wrong for wrong. But always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. That's quite a verse, right? And, and the translation I read all the time, it, it says to be kind. That's what that means in the end there. Just You need to be kind. And that's a big deal. Kindness is a big, big, big deal in our lives. And, and we're to operate in kindness. And I just don't think that we do very often. If it's, you know, if it's, well, if it's, I can be kind as long as it doesn't have a bad impact on my life. <sighs> but that's not really kindness, is it? We were laughing the other day because you'll know my driving stories. And sure enough, we were in Key West on Thursday, Alice and I, and we're, we're coming out of Key West to come back up to the, you know, up, up home and, if you've been driving in the Keys for more than 10 minutes, you know that when you're in Key West, if you're going to leave the island, you have to get into that left lane around McDonald's so that you can make a left turn. Everybody knows this. It's, I, I call people that ignored that last, last service rude. I don't want to do that again because that's not kind. And sure enough, Thursday I'm in, and we're waiting patiently, and 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 there's we get so we're in closer now, and there's two cars who didn't want to do that, who are trying. They got their blinkers on, <laughs> and there comes the question: Do I teach them this valuable lesson <laughs> so that they can become good drivers? Or do I demonstrate kindness? And kindness won out. You'll be happy to know. Because I've been thinking about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish it was just first thing that was on my mind. But here's the deal with it. Think of it, because it's little things like that that make us mess us up. Listen, if it's not kind, don't say it. It doesn't need to be said. If it's not kind, it does not need to be said. I promise you. And if it's not a kind action, don't do it. You might think about what you might do. I honestly, when I let those people in, I was thinking about how much more fun it would be to like not let them in. <laughs> Don't do it. Kindness. Do you know kindness? Last time I checked, it's one of the fruit of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. There it is. It's not the first thing on the list, but it's pretty good. Do you know that fruit of the Spirit... I've been thinking about that. We've got to do a series on this too because I've been just... Let it, listen, it, it's, it's like the substance of the kingdom of God, the fruit of the Spirit. It's like the economy. It's what Holy Spirit produces. And, and you were, back in the beginning, we're to be fruitful. It's part of what we're doing. And now it's, it's in this way, Holy Spirit. And, and, and so we need to know what that looks like and yield to it. And kindness is just part of it. Be kind wherever you can. Paul adds this to it. Be compassionate. Be kind and compassionate. Paul, seriously? <laughs> I let them in. You know, I was talking to somebody and they said they're, that usually when they're leaving, so this kind of impacted me, when they leave Key West, they don't get in that lane because they're always in a hurry because they're trying to pick up their kids. And I'm like, oh, well, that makes that story different then. 
because they have an actual reason. But you can't get there without having some compassion thrown in. And forgiveness is a big deal. And, and encouragement, Hebrews 3.13, encourage one another daily as long as it's called today, as long as we're breathing, living today, so that none of you may be hardened by sins, deceitfulness. Do you know all those other things, the unkindness and the not having compassion? What does it do is it just makes you have a hard heart? Do you? I don't know what you do. I catch myself sometimes being hard-hearted. And I hate it. It's not who I want to be because I, I will put off a vibe and it's not who I want to be. And, and I, I have to just keep yielding to Holy Spirit. We have to do that. Bear with each other and forgive one another. Forgiveness is such a big deal. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive us, the Lord forgave you. And, and it, it actually, in the scripture, it says that we can get in the way of forgiveness. I need forgiveness from God, like all the time, constantly. I don't want to get in the way of that. We're to be forgiving people. All of these things are tying together and moving us in that direction. But think about Hebrews 10.24 this week, and it should really be, a, as I said, a major goal of your life. Let us consider, think about, pray about how we can spur one another on towards love and good deeds, towards loving well and living well. So as we love well and live well, we're to be looking at how we can help other people love and live well, and it actually should be a major part of our daily life. All right, Alice, my love, why don't you come? Ministry team, those are here. You can head over the wall. People over there will pray for you if you need any sort of prayer. But let us press into Papa before we dismiss. Oh, God, help us. Help us to see those, those little places where the enemy tries to trap us over things that really don't matter. And that... When, when we give way to them, we just get hard in our life. And, and help us, God, to be your people knowing that you're a God of blessing and that there's enough. God, you, that, that, that we don't have to make sure we grab ours because there won't be enough. There's always enough. And that it changes the way that we move into this life so that we can share it with others. That, that we can desire for your blessing to impact people around us. That they can trust you and live for you and experience life in you. So God, help us to, to, to just see those places and then to respond with kindness, compassion, forgiveness. Making a difference in the world around us for you. Let us consider how to do that each and every day, God. Amen. So as I was praying this week and asking what, if the Lord had anything he wanted me to share, it's kind of weird, and I know it's weird. It might feel weird to you, but I'm going to share what the Lord showed me. And um, I don't play cards. We just It's us two. We just don't. I've never played poker in my life. He has, I think, at some point. I have not. But anyway, so I'm praying, and I see it. there's a hand of cards in front of me, and it's two aces and three sevens. And the Lord said, that's a full house. So I immediately Googled, what's a full house? Because I had no idea. But anyway, um, he said, that's for a family, and it's a, a mom and three kids, a mom and dad and three kids. And the Lord, you're, this family, you're a full house. And you're plan- you want to move. You're planning a move. You're praying about a move. And I feel like the Lord wants you to know that he's with you. Don't be afraid that he's going to open the right doors when they need to be open. And maybe as a family you play cards or something or it means something to you because it really it 
wasn't in my wheelhouse. <laughs> good job. Good. It's all good. Full house. We'll take it. I like the whole picture of full house too. Yeah, looks like kind of a full house right now. I like four of a kind. Four of a kind's good. Four of a kind's nice. A oh, whole bunch of cards so in the same suit is a nice yeah. thing. Henry Especially if you can get all poker. the royal ones in there. If any of you have poker night, Henry's yeah, up yeah, for yeah. it. Okay. A royal flush or something? Is a, anyway, let's, uh, let's not go there. Listen, this whole thing starts by knowing Jesus. Life starts with Jesus. He invites us into a story. We respond to his invitation by believing in our heart, confessing with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. If you've never done it, now is the absolute best time for you to do that. It's just that Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? Do it. If you're watching online, you haven't done it, do it. If you're here, do it. Best decision you will ever make in your life. Thanks again, church, for your amazing generosity, as I said earlier. We love to partner with you. Thank you for your faithfulness, your giving, your offering, your tithing. Bless you for all of that. Let us sing the doxology together. Praise God from whom all blessings flow.